You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Uh, hey, Josh, what are you listening to? That song, Sunrise. Oh, do you mean Sunrise, Sunset from Fiddler? No. Well, what's that from? Welcome to Venice, baby. Hello, and welcome back to What's That From? A podcast exploring musicals we don't know, but probably should. I'm Kate. And I'm Josh. And this week, we'll be exploring Venice. Not the city, the musical. (laughs) (laughs) Not the city, the theoretical place and character in this musical. (laughs) Based on, kind of based on, not really. Othello by Shakespeare. <laughs> by by um, William Shakespeare. Willie Shakes. Okay, so this plot challenge. Let's talk about it because I don't even know if I could do it. 30 second plot challenge? Yeah, like I just feel like I don't know if I know the plot well enough. So to preface this um, predicament, the script is nowhere to be found online. And there are no bootlegs, which in this day and age just seems absurd. So we're going to have to go off of um, Tumblr posts, Wikipedia, and a college reading that we found on YouTube to help us through this endeavor. Yeah, it's, it's a bit unclear, especially because the location is called Venice, but there's also a character called Venice. So when you're listening through the album, I found it a little difficult sometimes to tell if we were talking about the person or the place. What's interesting is that... Um, I read the New York Times review of it, and they were very specific on when they were talking about Venice, comma, the man, comma, or Venice, this place. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's a lot of plot, I think, to read. I think that maybe in practice, I would have loved to see it, because sh- I'm sure it would have made a lot more sense. This show felt like a lot of fun to me. Like, I was listening to, listening to it being like, okay, like, I need to see this show. Like, not listen to it. Like, I'd rather see this. Yes, and it also felt like a concept. Like, I can just imagine, like, what it would look like, what you could do with it. I feel like it's a a cool show that has a really good shell. Open to interpretation, yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, post-apocalyptic, like, it's kind of like whatever that means to you, which I think is really cool. It's open to such interpretation, but I would have loved to see it because I think trying to understand it in words, like, I think you could watch a 30-second scene and know exactly what's going on yeah. when you're trying to read it it's like i cannot keep track of all these things happening you know what i mean totally should we um do you want to go for the 30 second plot challenge and just see where we end up sure i'll try my best and um it's all for the fun right right and there's no stakes i'm prepared to lose <laughs> okay 30 seconds on the clock and away we go All right, we're in this city of Venice. There's this MC called the Clown. He's telling you kind of what's going on. There's class split. Rich people are staying in this, like, safe zone. And the poor people are impoverished and in this, like, war-torn area. And, of course, there's, like, a star-crossed lover thing. Rich girl wants to be with guy who's in the other area. They're writing letters. They end up meeting. But then there's a battle. 30 seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, no. Okay, well, I, 
That was pretty good, though. Honestly, that's kind of all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what else there is to, like... I mean, that then he dies. Right. And then there's a, a famous person that comes out. Pop star. Like a pop star. I know a lot of... I know, like, all the big plot points. I just yeah. don't know how they all fit together. Like, I know there's, like... Where it starts, what's the middle of Act One? There's a wedding, it explodes. Then there's just so many characters. So many characters. To give you a lowdown, I'm looking online right now. The list of characters there's the clown MC, Venice, Marcos, Anna, Amelia, Willow, Michael Victor, Theodore Westbrook, Haley Daisy, and then the ensemble. Hmm. That's, like, kind of a lot of people. Yeah. And, like, they all have big roles, I feel like. Like, it's not, like, a lot of, like, oh, we're only focusing on these people. I would say, like, pretty much all the main characters have a song. Yep. And, like, a plot to them. We have the NC is the narrator. And so he just kind of floats around telling us what's going on. Right. And we have Venice, who's the protagonist. Yes. And he is going to take over the city because there was a big terrorist attack and it's in ruin and they need a new leader that's going to combine the ruined part of the city with the safe part of the city. Right. So it's back in S1. So he's going to be the person to do that. But his brother. Yes. Marcos. Is um, a military commander, but he is secretly evil. Right. Which that is like, as, as a side note, this is so crazy to me that Leslie Odom Jr. plays him. The villain at the public? Yeah. yeah. So we got, we got to mention that this show premiered at the, well, premiered in Kansas City, I think. And then it went to the public. But a hip hop musical at the public starring Leslie Odom Jr. as the villain? Seems familiar. Seems familiar. This is like the hottest tea in my opinion, this is actually what inspired us to start this podcast was talking about Venice and discovering that it happened at the public before Hamilton. And then these parallels, I'm not saying that there's parallels, but there's parallels. I wonder if Lemon Miranda saw this and saw Leslie Odom Jr. in it and was like, oh, like he'd be great as the villain in my hip hop rap show at the public also. But the thing that's also interesting about it is the reviews about Leslie Odom Jr. as the villain were not great. I know, I read that too. Like, every review about him being the villain was like, as if this guy could really play a villain. He's right. not a believable villain. He doesn't play a villain very well. And I'm like, oh, if only right. they knew what was coming. Like, how could... Really? Yeah, I'm like, this man is the villain now. He literally took Aaron Burr in Hamilton and like blew up the world. Turned the world upside down, one might say. <laughs> yeah, one might say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also um the character of their mom, but she's a ghost because she had died in the original terrorist attack that started this whole dilemma. Played by um Uzo Aduba from Orange is the New Black. Right. And the uh wasn't the thing with her, her son was a son of rape, right? Mm-hmm. So that was also the big thing was like how to make something terrible better. Right. Kind of like a, a plot point that was kind of like taking a situation and turning it into something. Better. Right. 
and then there's also um willow who's like the main girl played by um jennifer damiano yes next to normal natalie angsty queen and she was in um spider-man she was in spider-man she was also in um american psycho american psycho and i just saw her off broadway in um bob and ted and carol and alice i think bob and bob and Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. I said a musical or a play. It was a musical. Cool. Actually, fun fact, Stephen Sondheim was at the performance. <laughs> I saw her. And Did you see um, his Instagram post with the dogs? Oh, absolutely. I saw it and I shared it immediately. I wonder who's running that for him. Because I can't imagine him on Instagram. Like, Yeah, it's probably his boyfriend. He's much younger and probably tech savvy. <laughs> He's like the Graham needs Stephen Sondheim. I take it. Yeah, and what his caption was like the the like hair yellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh! He said, "I wrote these lyrics." Like, yeah, he was like, "I came up with this caption myself." Because <laughs> you literally did. But oh. speaking of trees, into the woods, Willow. Um, <laughs> she is um, the dead president's daughter. And she's been in the safe zone. So this is the star-crossed lover part. Because she's in the oh, safe zone. Oh, and Venice. Yeah, and Venice is like the people's person. Right. They're going to marry each other to um, basically be like a metaphor for both sides of the city coming together. Right. And they sing my favorite song of the whole show. Which is? The uh, Waited All These Years. Because they write letters to each other because they live in like opposite parts of the city. And that's the part that felt like a lot like Hamilton to me because it was like the the rhythm of the music and then like there was like a da 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 da, da kind of in the background. Yes. She was writing all these letters. Da, 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 da. It sounded like... <laughs> You're like, oh no. It was like um, Hamilton to me. Lin-Manuel had to have seen this. He had to. I wonder what he thought about it because the reviews were not very solid on this one. No. It definitely was like the cast was good, but... I would have been embarrassed if I was them to be in this. And I was like, whoa. You know what? Venice walked so Hamilton could sprint. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? Last week we said nine to five walked so Legally Blonde could run. And I I stand by that. And this week I'm saying Venice is walking so that Hamilton could run. I agree. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I feel like the maybe the theater community in New York needed a something that was like Hamilton right before it happened so that they were ready for it. I think so too. Like they needed to be warmed up. Also like pretty cool that the public was experimenting with this, these kinds of shows like all around the same time. Yes. They knew what they wanted. um, Matt Sachs and do you think it's Eric Rosen or Rosen? They wrote it, the music. And I, I thought that they, 
were pretty interesting too. I watched a few things with them, but something that we're still on the Hamilton topic kind of that I thought was nuts is that Matt Sachs played the clown, like the MC at the public, which like, like um, Hamilton. Yeah. Like yeah, Lindon, while we're writing it, we're starring in it. He said, Oh, me too. Wow. There's so many more parallels than I even thought as we're going through it. Right. Yeah. But Matt Sachs wrote the score and Eric Rosen wrote the lyrics and he was also the director and wrote the book. They were busy. <laughs> yeah, they really said we are the full creators of this. Like they took definitely took it. They like I, it seems and watching them in interviews, I definitely could tell like it was very close to them. Like they've been working on it for a while. It's so fun. Yeah. When people are so passionate about something and then it gets to be this presented on this platform, even if it wasn't successful. Like one thing I took away from um Side note, I, I saw Prince of Broadway, which is all about how Prince's life. And the big thing I took away from the end of it was that like, because he had so many successes, as we know, but also so many flops. And my big takeaway was just because it's not a financial success doesn't mean it's an artistic failure. You know, like it could also be an artistic success and be a, a financial failure. That makes sense. Right. So like, yeah. it's so cool for them that to be so passionate about this thing that got to be presented in New York City at the public. Like, right. Crazy. And, um... It took them six years to get it to the public. Oh. So it started, it was in LA, it was in Kansas City, and then it was at the public, gotcha. which I thought was pretty interesting because they talked about how like the different cities kind of took it on. And actually something funny that they brought up was in Kansas City, they like didn't really know how people were going to take it because it's kind of a new hip hop post-apocalyptic thing. And I don't know, you just don't know how that's going to be received. But there was, like, a group of 60-plus-year-old women that were, like, super fans of it in Kansas City, which I'm like, thank goodness. We love to see that. You know? I love that. <laughs> but they also um, wrote another show before this that was off-Broadway called Clay. It was a one-man show, and it was also a hip-hop show. But it was only Matt Sachs that was in it. So it was just a one-man thing. Good for him. I know. And then another thing I really, that baffled me. So they both went to Northwestern. Um, We love the Midwest. Hey. Um, But they, neither of them knew how to write music or read music. Wow. That's like, didn't Irving Berlin, like, couldn't he like not read or write music? Or like he could only play the piano like in one key or something? Yeah. Like it, I just think like, I I I can read music. But I still would never try to write a musical. <laughs> and these people are like, yeah, we can't read it or write it. But um, let's, you want to know what you should do? Write a full musical. Good for them. Honestly, that's what I thought too. And I thought it was interesting. They were saying that they used their impulses to create beats for the characters. So they would think of like different rhythmic patterns for the characters and speak through that, which I think, for something that's hip hop based, I actually think that that's a really useful tool. I, mm-hmm. but like this literally started off as like the rhythm is what they were like basically saying is like the heartbeat of the character, which I just think that that's like, whoa, that's really using your tools. If you can't read or write music, all you can really like figure out is how to create like a rhythmic pattern, which I think is honestly really smart for them to do. So cool. Yeah, totally. Uh, if we're being honest though, I didn't think a lot of it sounded that different. 
Yeah, I I felt like um like I said like listening to it, I was like it's hard for me to grasp on the things individually. Like they all kind of bled together in my brain, so I needed to visualize like see it visually. Yeah, the songs were cool. I thought that the and I also thought like the backing tracks were kind of cool. Like I felt like it was very futuristic. Had a lot of like different um elements to it yeah there was a lot of cool really cool musical moments for sure or like the production of it like of the musical production of it was nice like yeah or some of like some of the harmonies that they had i thought were really cool and i was like for people that don't read or write music these harmonies kind of slap yeah also everybody sounds great on the recording they all sound good they do they really do and i've been um since i'm training for this like half marathon i've been kind of just listening to the music while i'm running and for anyone who exercises while listening to music, Venice was kind of a bop to run to. I can imagine. It's very um, energetic, intense, um, chaotic at times. So I could see how like a, a lot of physical activity could be paired with it. Yeah. I'm really excited for that one day that I get a random text from Kate being like, this theater in this state is doing a production of Venice and we have to go. There definitely is an underground fandom for this musical. I found it when I was trying to find more about the show. I sent Josh like some Tumblr posts, which you know if you're getting into Tumblr, like you really you're going deep into a world of something. Yeah, so of I research. Found, I found this deep hole in Tumblr. It was so funny. It was like this whole slideshow about Venice. Um and they were like, please join our fandom. There's only like three of us in it, but we love it. And as I was looking at this um, school's reading of Hamilton, which was from like a year ago, people were commenting on it being like, how did you get the rights to this? Do you possibly have the full script? Like, Wait, I've been trying to find this. You mean Venice? Yeah. You said Hamilton. Did I really? Where? They're interchangeable in my mind. No, Venice. When I watched this college production of Venice, people's uh, comments were like, I've been a fan of this for years and I've been trying to find a production. So there's definitely people that are underground. They're waiting. They're just perched waiting to learn more about Venice. Obviously, they're as frustrated as we are trying to find more about it because the album is really intriguing. I think, honestly, the cast has the incredible vocals so it's really pleasing to listen to and it does it intrigues you like you just want to know more totally it's definitely not a boring listen no yeah it's very interesting and i like for a hip-hop musical at the time that it was written i think like it's very progressive oh yeah do you know what i mean because it let's see it was written in so it was in kansas city in 2010 so that's like 10, that's 10 years ago, you know? It's crazy to think, like in my mind, that seems so recent, but that is 10 years ago. Right? Wow. And it was at the public in 2013. Maybe they'll, um, maybe they're working on a revision of it that we don't know about. Honestly, I kind of hope that they are. Wait, you want to know something else I thought about? Wait, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say they should do like a revival concert. Because this cast like still is awesome. Like, all these people, I'm like, yeah, no, I would love to see them sing these songs. No, oh, yeah. One thing I um saw, I think, I might be making this up, but I'm pretty sure I read this in a review, said something about the choreography being, like, Irish step dancing. Did you see that? <laughs> no. Where was that? I need to look it up again because 
I swear that it said like, and inspired by Irish step dancing. I was like, wait, like how is how are they doing Irish step dancing to this hip hop music? That would be an incredible plot twist. Wait, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's river dance style. So that's why I was thinking Irish step dance, but. That's like what river dance is, isn't it? It like, is. It's, yeah, it's Irish dance. It says Chase Brock's funky river dance style choreography is kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of fun. New York Times review. Interesting. I see. Like I need. Like the reviews were so outlandish. Like there were so. I feel like it was such a broad spectrum of reviews. I just want to see it so bad. Like this original public production i would really pay a lot of money to watch a bootleg like do you think like who has it like if you're listening and you have this like you know where to find us like i will pay you money i will seriously pay real money and i don't know do you think like the new york public library you know how they have that archive do you think that they have it honestly like maybe or like does the public have it oh i'm sure the public has it but i don't know if we can access it someday well we're gonna figure this out (laughs) Yeah, we've entered the fandom, the Venice fandom, I'll be honest. So what would you rate Venice? I, hmm, it's hard because I don't want to rate it something low because I don't really know, like, I know, I feel like I know 20% of the show, but I feel like that's like the best that I can know based off of everything we found online. Um, So based on my knowledge, I would give it a... Four out of ten. Okay, that's respectable. I feel that. Yeah. Like, I feel like we can only really rate the album. Right. And I'll be honest, if I'm basing it off the reviews, people's reviews of it were not that great. But then again, there have been shows with bad reviews that I've gone and seen and been like, that was incredible. That's also true. So maybe this would have been one of those ones where I would have been like, well... This like theater critic didn't like it. However, I would go see it ten times. Totally, but I would. I would probably give it like a five out of ten. But yeah, the maybe, album, I'll give it a five too. I'll give it a five too. Yeah, the album is really good. I mean, I thought it was good. Like, it definitely is a lot different than anything I've listened to. I don't think that it sounds exactly like Hamilton. I think it's a lot more tech techno-y kind of. Would you say? Yeah. Like I feel a little like, more dance musicy. Like a little more. Like, EDM, like that kind of stuff. Maybe? Yeah, like definitely, like I feel like in Hamilton they sometimes hit you with like a violin, but like I don't think there was any violins happening. In yeah, there were some rare like soft musical moments that I was like, oh, I like this change for. You know what I mean? Like there were some like piano moments, but it was mostly like intense. Yeah. Beat. yeah. Definitely post-apocalyptic, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I definitely knew the aesthetic of the world initially by listening to it. That's a good way to describe it. I think it does do a very good job of giving you an aesthetic picture. Like, even though I've never seen it, I feel like I have a clear image of what it looks like. One of the, one of the reviews, I think it was New York times one also said like the scenic design was, um, Mad Maxi, like, like the movies, Mad Max. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Got it. Makes sense to me. Yeah. I think that people really like the album. I think that's the... So maybe it's just the book that needs some help? Because it seems like some of the things that I've read that people have... The people that liked it or really like the album and are itching for some sort of revival 
Because I think people like the music and they're holding on to that. But that can only take you so far. Like, it's like, does it have the whole package or is it just a great album that, like, maybe the story isn't that great or, like, the retelling of it isn't, like, easy enough to follow? Or is it, like, a full package thing but nobody can tell because there's no reference to it online? Right. The world may never know. The world may never know. Unless some, like, a few years from now, Josh and I find ourselves producing a production of Venice. I would. Some of the songs were really good. Like some of them, I was like, "These are really beautiful songs." Like I thought that Willow was like a yeah, really Willow was probably my that's probably my favorite song. Yeah, and my favorite was like the "Waited All These Years," but "Waited All These Years" the background of it is like tech, like it's like a some like synth sounding thing. So then I was like, "How would I even go about singing that? Like, is there music to that, or is it just <laughs> that background like synth thing? You know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. Because I was like, some of these songs are really pretty, and I think people could sing them. Oh, you mean like in an audition, like what it would sound like if I brought this in? Yeah, or like if I was like at a cabaret or something, like how do you play some of these on the piano? Should we, what what are we um, doing next week, Josh? Hadestown. Hadestown. Wow, we're really, we are really exposing ourselves by saying that we are unfamiliar with Hadestown. I mean, like... I saw the Tony performance. I love Eva Noblezada. And um, I've heard a few songs here and there, but I, I really want to know. That's why we put it on this list. Exactly. I want to know, too. And I also think it'll be interesting because I'm definitely going to try to listen to the, that pre-Broadway album. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's like that like concert concept album from like a few, from like a while ago. And then the Broadway one. I'm going to be interested. I'm going to listen to both of them and see. But we're going way down to Hadestown next week, baby. And we hope you join us. And if you don't know it also, or even if you do know it, listen to the album again and check back in with us. And we'll go on this journey together down there to Hadestown. And you know the drill. Give us a uh, follow on Instagram, WTF underscore B-Way. That's WTF underscore B-W-A-Y. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.